This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Really good group um, in the Big Ten. I think, you know, Illinois presented some different issues. Obviously, Ohio State's got a, a really good receiving core, but these guys are really good, too. I recruited uh, Sherrod Bateman a little bit, so I'm familiar with him. But they have a, they have a good crew. They have a, a guy in, in Bateman that can, uh, you know, a lot of yards after catch and a lot of yards per catch, and, and uh, Johnson can go over the middle. And, you know, they, they have a nice complimentary offense, and, and they do a, a nice job of getting those guys in position to make catches. He's top, so, you know, and that's that's not even just going back to last year. Even I remember him uh, the year before that, you know, doing big things. He's He's definitely a top guy. And welcome back here to the Husker Alliance Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, and A. Klaus. That was defensive coordinator Eric Shenander and corner DiCaprio Boodle talking about Minnesota's talented receivers. Rashad Bateman, that was Shenander on him. And then you heard Boodle about Tyler Johnson. And technically, Johnson was is the higher-rated guy. Uh, but right now, Bateman's having the better year. Um, he has been targeted 33 times, has 23 catches for 537. Johnson's been targeted 39 with 29, but only 349 yards. Um, he's also had four drops, guys. Uh, Johnson has not been as consistent, but Bateman, according to Pro Football Focus, um, has converted 22 first downs on his 23 catches. So wow. very, very efficient. Tells you how far down the field they want to go. I mean, those are the guys. They they are NFL caliber receivers. Um, you know, when you, when you look at this group, those two guys will probably play on Sundays, and they've been the bright spot for Minnesota here uh, through the first couple of weeks. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. I mean, as Boodle said, you could make a case that uh, is as good as any receiver Nebraska will face this year. Um, he came in as maybe the best wide receiver in the country that no one was talking about, and first team All Big Ten over Stanley Morgan last year. Exactly. So I mean, he is the real deal. He is a bona fide NFL draft pick. No question about it, and it just so happens that they have two or three other guys that uh, are playing at extremely high level and could be pros at the next level as well. So that creates a, quite a conundrum, I think, for Nebraska's defense because when you look at Minnesota, the first thing you immediately think about is stopping the run. They have a mammoth offensive line, including that tackle who's like 400 pounds, like the biggest dude in college football, uh, and then they usually run a lot of two tight end sets, with two tight ends that are about the size of offensive linemen. So it, in some packages, they're running like seven dudes that are all the size of, of offensive linemen, uh, you know, that, that have a stable of running backs in front of or behind them that uh, all were a thousand yard rushers. And so, I mean, that is what immediately jumps out, but you cannot overcommit yourself to stopping the run because of that threat they have at wide receiver and the play action game will be as important as any. And, you know, they always talk about eye discipline and not being an eye violator, which is maybe one of my favorite terms I've heard this year. Uh, These corners (laughs) cannot be eye violators. They have to lock in on their guys. And while you obviously have to step up and play against the run, you cannot bite on play action because Minnesota will kill you on it. I want to give you a couple of numbers here, Nate, and give me your reaction. Minnesota has only thrown to the tight end a total of four times this year. Um, and then you look at their running backs, uh, you would think, oh, they probably throw to those guys a lot. No, they haven't. Uh, they've only thrown to the running backs eight times. So four throws to tight ends and eight to running backs over the first five games of the season. So everything they do really runs through Bateman and Johnson. Well, yeah, and, and I think it's all predicated off the the RPO, you know, the the run game. And when you make a mistake as a defensive back, it's it's not just a, a big gain. It's it's going to be probably a touchdown and and a big touchdown. I mean, those guys are big time playmakers. Uh, whether it's Bateman or Johnson, when they when they catch the ball, 
it's going to be, you know, a big gainer or, you know, a long score because uh, chances are, you know, if they're, if they're wide open and it's uncontested, it was because you got sucked in on, on one of those, you know, RPO plays. And so, um, yeah, that's that's going to be something that that is very difficult for these guys, and and you mentioned it, Robin. They've got a couple other guys that are playing at a high level too. So it's going to be interesting. I know in North, the Northwestern game, we saw them roll out DiCaprio Boodle and Lamar Jackson to one side of the field and had Braxton Clark out. Yeah, Boodle in the slot. Yeah, had Boodle in the slot. So I think we could see some more of that possibly. Where put your best guys on their best guys, exactly, and and some size too, because these guys those those wideouts are are pretty big too. So if you roll out Braxton Clark and Lamar Jackson, DiCaprio Boodle, you know, have Cam Taylor in the back. I think I think they're going to be doing some different things there. So that's uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. You know, look at running the ball too. Minnesota has really put an emphasis in trying to run the football this year, um, but it just hasn't happened um, consistently. Uh, this past week's game against Illinois, uh, they they went off for over 300 yards. But before that, Minnesota in their previous four games had only averaged 2.6 yards per carry, under 100 yards versus Purdue, under 100 yards versus Georgia Southern, and they were in the low 100s against South Dakota State and Fresno State. And some of those games, they had over 50 attempts. Mm. So they have struggled to run the ball consistently. Rodney Smith, though, is their guy. He Of all the backs, he's the one that's emerged um, as their, their featured number one with Mo Ibrahim right with him. Uh, behind him Um, and then you look at Tanner Morgan you're like oh are they going to run him more he's only had 14 design run plays the entire season for 15 yards so will they change that up this week and do more um, zone read option with Tanner Morgan well Northwestern capitalized on that for a good half to with great success so um, you know, Nebraska probably should be used to seeing things that teams haven't shown all year. They're throwing it out against them because <laughs> they're uh, aggressive. They take yeah. it. They go against their aggression. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, you wouldn't think you'd have to account for, but uh, you probably will. But more so, w- Minnesota's run production hasn't been great, like you said, outside of the Illinois game. But like Nate mentioned, everything that they do is based off the run. They will continue to run the ball and force you to stop it. And once you start to go all in on shutting down that run, that's when they pop you over the middle. And uh, one thing about Morgan is his efficiency and completion percentage have been off the charts. He completed almost like almost what 18 to 20 passes in a row one game so i mean like uh they when they throw the ball they do it very because teams well. have loaded the box exactly because so they, they one-on-one matchups with those nfl wide receivers and they're going to win them more often than not and he thought that teams thought that you know what we could make he was supposed to be the lesser of the thrower and annex got hurt mm-hmm. and so a lot of people are like all right we're going to shut down the run exactly. and make him win and, and he's made some good plays yeah he's, he's a he's a better quarterback than people think especially when it comes to efficiency And like Nate, you said, it's all about that run game. Yeah, and that run game, I mean, against Illinois in the second half, uh, Tony Tuioti mentioned that they ran the football over 20 or 21 consecutive plays in a row. And they want that massive offensive line starting to lean on your D-line. So in the end of the game, they are starting to break off a little bit bigger runs. Um, and, and obviously, you know, the to work that play action or, or RPO game off of that. So because of that, you know, the fact that this is going to be a very physical game, uh, they talked about wanting to play Jakeem Crean against bigger personnel. Keem. I mean, this this has to be the uh, one of those games, right? I mean, with the emphasis they put on the run and the size of that offensive line, Kind of sets up to be a, I feel a big like Keem Green day because last week should have been the Keem Green game, but I think Wisconsin and Iowa are probably the other two. 
Yeah, you agree think. or disagree, Nate? I, yeah, I would probably agree with that. But from talking with Tuyoti, I didn't get the sense that this is one of the games that they had earmarked as far as him, you know, playing an awful lot. This whole deal's driving me nuts, by the way, about earmarking this or I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, just like play the guys that are going to win the games. Yeah. Like, don't worry about. Well, and who knows? I, I mean, know. if if they're getting blown off the ball or something, then then they might. Or if if they were missing Khalil Davis this week instead of last week, then then that might have changed things too a little bit too. But. I, I get the from, from he he said that he's been running with the first team in their tempo periods, but he is not uh, you know going to be a first team player this week. So take that for whatever. And Ben Stilley played seventy snaps last week. Carlos Davis and Darian Daniels played as many snaps as they've done all season as well. So uh, they had you know they they had to really overwork those guys last week, Robin. And I just think this matchup lends itself to needing depth as much as ever. And when you have a guy like Keem Green uh, at your disposal and you can use him, use him. All right. When we come back, we're going to bring Husker Online intern Mike Wheeler in, and we'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.